Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Before that, though, Dara is with me on the line today. Dara Fleming is a mental health blogger and author. Dara, tell us about the experience that uh, you've been dealing with over the past while. Yeah, like it's kind of an ongoing thing. Um, and, you know, it comes up uh, sometimes more often than other times in, in the year. But like, essentially, there's this this person who um, since about 2020 has, uh, I guess, just latched onto me as someone to dislike. and. Um, just kind of goes out of their way to, and like I've blocked their main profiles on nearly everything, but goes out of their way to make fake profiles or someone else has given me kind of trolling or abuse online to like retweet and uh, like their posts and just basically enjoys anyone giving me a hard time online. Um, and it all started happening since 2020. Um, like I know who the person is. It all happened because there was, um, in 2020, as you know, there was a lot of um, like, instances of violence against women which was absolutely awful and I tweeted something about it kind of in support and that went somewhat viral and then I guess this person just didn't like the fact that a a man's voice had gone viral in that space and um, yeah just took it on themselves to just yeah just take time out of their lives to give me abuse whenever possible. What kind of abuse Dara? Um, just like saying that, um, like often calling me a grifter or saying like I'm a men's rights activist or like, cause they talk a lot about mental health and in that space, mm. you know, uh, because of what my personal experience. Yeah. I, well, you've told us about your, your, your own experience here on the show. I remember previously yeah. and, and it is something you, you, you know, you, you talk to be fair, very openly and, and honestly about the, the impact of that. So do, do you feel you're, you're nearly kind of being targeted Darren somewhere for sharing some of that experience yeah like it 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 feels like um you know this person possibly is dealing with um just a lot of pain in their own life and like maybe like some men have treated uh, this person poorly in the past and as a result has you know just resentment against men in general because like the stuff I talk about is very like benign and like sensical that we should be trying to prevent men from taking their own lives and I just talk openly about mental health to get people talking about their mental health and for some reason this person has an issue with that um and I know and you know this yourself Andrea like anytime you put yourself out in the public eye um there are going to be people who dislike you you know that's just the way it goes if you say you like blue some people be angry at you because you didn't say you liked red um but I suppose this case is different because it's been ongoing the same person for like multiple years, whereas usually it might be just some random person on Twitter saying one thing and moving on. How do you uh, know, Dara, sorry, it's the same person? Is it the same account um, or is it like how how can you tell it is the same person? Well, uh, that that's a fair question. Um, so often she um, it's just from her own like personal, um, you know, her personal um social media profiles that she's like liking or retweeting. And in the start, it was her own um, personal profiles until I blocked her, not your biggest fan and goes out of their way to like make profiles so they can comment on your stuff. And like, you can only block so many profiles and they just keep coming up. Mm. So so with multiple, nearly different profiles, is it Dara that... It's not always the same, you know, Andrea Gilligan profile or whatever. It's... And under different names as well? 
Yeah, like, a lot of them are anonymous. And like, I mean, I can't say for certain that every single person uh, who I think might be her is her, but um, I, you know, it, it gets to a point where they're they're kind of saying the same thing in the same way that I'm like, oh, this is probably this person again. Uh, but in the beginning, in the first two years, because at the start, it was like, you know, it didn't bother me enough to block or anything. I was like, this person's just, you know, in pain. And, um, you know, anyone who would see what they were saying to me would know that, like, they were the ones in the wrong. Like, I wasn't saying anything out of the way that I'd be, like, deleting stuff or blocking anyone. But after a year or two, I was like, I just don't need this kind of presence in my life. And then after the blocking, the fake profiles started, like, mounting up. So I was like, I assume... And it is an assumption that this is possibly the same person okay. doing all this stuff. Are we talking about verbal abuse, verbal threats? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, you know, telling me to like, um, you know, saying I'm embarrassing myself and to stop posting content and that like in terms of because I post a lot of poetry content, writing content, like just saying I'm like not talented, I'm terrible at what I do, just like nasty comments. And I mean, yeah. like, for me, myself, they don't like... Um, they don't personally affect me. Like I, I know this is part of putting yourself out in public, but at the same time, the reason I talk about anything like this is because although like, as we talked about during the summer with the uh, intimate image, sexual abuse, although it mightn't affect me directly negatively, I know if it happens to someone else, um, it could affect them very severely. And it's just to be, I suppose, normalize the fact that it does happen. And some mm. people just are hurt and they project that hurt onto other people to and try and feel better. It's okay if it does affect you. Like, you know, they're, they're, I know myself, Dara, it's, um, you know, sometimes from time to time you might get comments and you might say, oh, water off a duck's back or forget about it. But like, mm. when it's sustained, when it's constant, yeah. when it's so frequent, when there's never any let up, when it's very personal, mm. highly critical, like it, it can be very frustrating. Like I can understand sure, like, that it, it would get it you down. Of, it depends on what day it catches me. Like yeah. if, I'm, if, I, if it's a, like a day where I'm feeling good, it won't. But like if I'm at a day where I'm kind of, I'm already questioning my like career or ability and then those comments come in, then it can kind of sting and, you know, campaign the fact that you're feeling, you know, anxious or stressed. Mm-hmm. So hundred percent, like it's in an ideal world, it wouldn't be happening. Um, but it is. And it's just... Yeah, and I just, I don't like letting these people, these types of people get away with it and feel like they're, you know, they're riling me or anything. So it's very much like when I see it, I call it out and I make sure they, like, people know that they're being ridiculous. And for me, it just, it kind of points to an issue of, like, there's obviously something wrong and they're not, either can't get or not seeking the help they need to, like, heal from whatever's hurting them and they're taking it out on other people. And some people are very vulnerable and like, you know, other people might get one comment like that and stop doing the work that they love doing. Yeah. So it does impact you beyond social media then? Like, you know, I'm I'm sure it does stick with you. Again, depends on the day. So like, you know, this week I was just like, because it hadn't happened in a while. And then uh, this week it wasn't like direct, like she didn't say anything, but someone else said something uh, awful on threads and then she was liking and like resharing what they'd said and it was just kind of a feeling of dread I was like oh no this person's back like I thought we were kind of done with this because it hadn't happened in quite a while Mm. and I was like okay they're back they're still kind of because like threads is new in Ireland so like I obviously hadn't gotten around to blocking them on threads so they'd found me again like they found a new platform where they could I suppose, like, inflict um, 
frustration. Uh, so it just kind of came up again this week. And I was like, you know what? I'm not like just going to sit here and not talk about it because it, this isn't, yeah. if it's happening to me, it's happening to like most yeah. have you Have you reported it though to the, the social media accounts or have you reported it to anybody? Yeah, like I've reported her um, her accounts and like, I remember, like I don't think they're on, I think their account on Twitter got suspended, which is, um, you know, just highlights the kind of drivel. Because like, I'm not like, I remember when, I, when it was first happening, I was like, who is this person? And I looked into it and like, every tweet they put into the world was just spewing hatred and criticism and being terrible to people. Um, so like this person just does this to me. I'm, I'm definitely not like special in this person's eyes or anything. Like she, she does this to a lot of people. Like she just has a lot of hate to share with the world. Have you ever gone, thought about going to the guards, Dara, about it? it? It crossed my mind and it came up this week again for people to were saying you can go to the police, but like, at the end of the day, like there's there's no, well, as far as I know, there's no like a crime being committed. Like someone someone essentially doesn't like me and is letting me know. Um, so like it would just feel like, and even when I went with the intimate image abuse last summer, like nothing was really done. Uh, you know, they updated their stats and they brought their stats kind of more up to date. But there's nothing that can really be done for something like this. Um, so it's for me, it's just like I report them on the social media sites as being like an abusive account. I block them and just kind of move on. Have you ever met the person? Like, I'm I'm trying to get a sense of when you're out and about, you know, or even at night. Like, is it something, you know, do, has this person ever vocalised these comments and this sort of commentary to you in person, Dara? Or is it is it always hidden behind the keyboard? No, I've, ne- I've never met them. I, I remember one time a couple of years ago, I saw them in a late bar in Cork and like, I was like, oh, like kind of, you know, just my stomach sank, but like nothing came of it. Like, um, so it's very much like keyboard warrior. I can say awful things online, but I would never say them in person mm. type of energy, like, which is very common for these type of yeah, things. Like, yeah. And it's, 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 it's I, I'm sure it takes its toll there. It's exhausting, like. You know, when you're constantly having to block people and deal with all of that. Yeah, it is. But again, like I, I do think it is just par for the course when you're doing stuff publicly. Um, you know, nearly everyone who does stuff publicly and, you know, is, you know, has a, a growing following. Like lots of people I follow on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you see in their comments daily that they're just getting abuse for existing, uh, which is awful. But it just seems to be the way of the Internet, unfortunately. Dara, listen, thank, I, I know you wanted to, to highlight this today just to, you know, to, to, to raise it and, and to flag with people that this is happening. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's happening to many, many others as well. But thank you for joining us here today in the show and uh, and sharing your experience. I hope you, you know, I hope it stops and you get I to the bottom it, of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you for giving me space to talk about it because it is, you know, we just want to make sure people don't feel like they're experiencing things alone. Yeah. So thank you. The email is lunchtimelive at newstalk.com if you want to get in touch or share your own experience with us. Dr. Catherine O'Sullivan is a senior lecturer in the law school at University College Cork. Catherine, like for Dara or other people listening to Dara's stories there, Dara's story today that can identify with this experience, is there anything he or other people can do? Um, well, yes. Uh, the Last year, uh, a Criminal Justice Miscellaneous Provisions Act uh, was introduced uh, and it reformed the existing offence of harassment 
and then it created a new offensive stalking. So um, the behaviours that Dara is describing um, arguably fit into one or both of those uh, offences. Um, I suppose the, the key thing for people to be aware of is that um, in order to be found liable under one of these two offences, uh, the person who is the subject of the targeted behaviour has to experience certain results, um, you know, to for, for their uh, peace and privacy to be interfered with or to, you know, be, be caused alarm or distress to themselves um, or in the case of stalking, maybe might be fear of violence. Um, so, I mean, uh, Dara there talked about this um, experience, this kind of feeling of, of, of dread. Um, and I mean, that certainly to me would indicate that his peace and privacy is being interfered with. So um, I, I suppose people often think that what's happening to them isn't a crime. Uh, and mm. that could partly be because People, maybe part of the reason they don't realise it is is because maybe the language around the offence is, is unclear uh, or maybe they're just not aware that the offence exists and that's quite um, surprising or, or, or sad really I suppose um, because we know that for example when stalking offences were introduced in uh, in England and Wales and in Scotland that there were dramatic upsurges in reporting of stalking experiences and also then correspondingly an increase in convictions for those offences. Because I know, not necessarily in Dara's case, but I know from other people and their experience over the years, Catherine, that, you know, when you mentioned stalking. Somebody might think if they're getting a lot of um, verbal commentary, very negative verbal commentary, I suppose it would qualify as harassment. They might not think that that, that, that is necessarily stalking. But those lines and parameters have changed now. So I suppose it, it is something that, you know, people, while they might not think their experience would meet the threshold for the the two um, instances that you've outlined. They could very well. Yes, it, it could, and and I think part of the the piece here is um, that um, it, um, I conducted research uh, along with a colleague, uh, Dr. Kira Staunton, on experiences of stalking and harassment in Ireland, and uh, we found that um, you know about forty two percent of people who experienced either these behaviours report them to the Gardaí and generally speaking their experiences were not very positive um, so you know their experiences were minimised particularly in contexts where there was a prior intimate relationship between the perpetrator uh, and the person reporting the experience um, and I, I suppose th- this is part of a greater discussion around you know uh, some of the training that can be given to on Garda Síochána to help them appreciate the harm um, that, that this type of behaviour can cause. Um, in our study, we found that the effects were really very, very significant on those who were being stalked and harassed. Um, so I, I, I think there's a whole, we need to kind of, I think a very good example is that campaign, that media campaign that came about following the introduction of the intimate sexual abuse mm. images. Uh, law, I think something similar is needed around harassment and stalking. Okay, no, it's a fa- it's a fair point, and you know, Catherine, I suppose it's only when we chat about this and and hear stories like Dara, you know, and, and it's not easy either to, to come on and share your story like that on on national radio. But I suppose it's only when we hear stories and experiences and get an in- you know an insight into the impact it can have on people, Dara, and many others that uh, perhaps new campaigns down the line might actually might actually happen. Catherine, thank you for joining us on the, the show today. That's uh, Dr. Catherine O'Sullivan, who's a senior lecturer in the law school at University College Cork and Dara Fleming there as well for sharing his story. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.